Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to episode 47 of the Cannabis 101 podcast. My name is Dean Millard and before we go any further, I want to let you know that it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy on this show. Don't don't uh, make mistake anything. I love uh, to get high and I love the uh, the the feeling I get uh, from the psychoactive part of the plant THC, but I also love the health benefits of the cannabis plant, uh, whether it's for my mental health, uh, for uh, pain relief, for general well-being. There is so much great things uh, coming out of the cannabis plant uh, that I love exploring. And that's part of the reason uh, why this show exists. Uh, we have a really fun one for you this week. Uh, but before we get going with the program, there is one thing we have to do. I have to find out what's your groove. That in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? I'm gonna grab you by the boo boo, don't it? Pipe and a grape, bong and a blind. This is great. This is the bee's knees. Can you dig it? <laughs> All right, so when I say what's your groove, if you're listening to this podcast and you're consuming cannabis, let me know what it is. Uh, hit me up on Twitter, at the Cannabis 101 You can find us on Instagram, Facebook as well. Uh, you can uh, also email me, Cannabis101Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you're grooving with. If it's a joint or a bong or some edibles, maybe a drink, maybe you just uh, pop some CBD capsules or something like that. I want to know what your groove is. Um, my groove, I'm going this week uh, with uh, Purple Sun God. And you're going to find out a little bit more about this uh, particular strain because that's what we're doing this week on What's That Strain? Really excited about this. Um, we did, uh, told you, uh, a couple of weeks ago about a, a nice beginner strain, and this is another strain, uh, that is really, really great for just about anybody. So uh, before we get going, I'm going to get my groove on and I'm using the volcano hybrid from stores and Bickle. I've nicknamed it uh, supernova. Uh, because I picked it up at Nova Cannabis for my good friend, Chris Ionson, who will join us for What's That Strain, I used their click and collect. Uh, it's easy, as I just found out today. You head to Leafly website, find your favorite Nova store, make your purchase uh, or select your purchase, pop into the store. They'll let you know when it's ready. You make your uh, purchase by clicking your tap button, whatever it is. You collect your stuff and you're gone. So it's easy peasy. Less time for you in the store. Uh, protects the uh, hardworking bud tenders right now as well. Um, and it's just, uh, you're not running around from store to store trying to find anything. So uh, while the uh, uh, stores in Bickle Supernova 
uh, has warmed up. I got to tell you my little spiel about click and collect. I use it uh, everywhere. Uh, it's just so convenient. And then, like I said, I'm not driving store to store to find some stuff. So I'm going to get my uh, purple sun god groove on right now, and then we'll get on with the show. It's so smooth, uh, even better in a bag of weed from Supernova. My uh, volcano hybrid—it's—it's uh, it's amazing. And we're going to talk. I'm going to tell you more about it as we go on in the show. But this is what we have uh, coming down the pipe today. Jerry Tizenbaum of Jupiter Research is going to drop by. We're going to chat about vape technology and some of the cool things on the way. Chris Ianson of Nova Cannabis, Jasper Av, of course, our educator on what's that strain. We're doing Purple Sun God from Pure Sun Farms. Very cool. Good strain with some CBG. Malka LaBelle for the business of cannabis. She's from the Green Generation Co. Every week she joins us. We're going to talk including legacy growers, seniors in cannabis, and investing in green. Our cannabis question is about your bucket list accessory. I'm going to tell you how you can get 50% off a DNA kit from Lobo Genetics and how to get in on the Weed Weekly and Monthly Giveaway. But let's get going with the cannabis question. It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe in a grape, bong in a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. So the cannabis question this week is what is on your bucket list when it comes to accessories? I just picked up my bucket list accessory, uh, the volcano hybrid. So now I have a new bucket list accessory, but I've been wanting these, uh, one of these for, you know, over five or six years when I first saw one. So as usual, we will have a cannabis one-on-one podcast prize pack available to, to those of you who chime in. On this, um, what's on your bucket list when it comes to cannabis accessories? And I uh, got some good responses. Um, some of them are uh, what was on my bucket list, and that's the uh, volcano. Uh, Dead Deer One says, I would have to say my own grow room and definitely the volcano. And uh, Pat Ryan says, an electric volcano, no question. For me, yeah, it's a, it's a home grow kit. That's the next thing I want to get into. I, I'm not sure I have the space. Uh, but I'm certainly going to look into uh, growing my own uh, cannabis, uh, the four plants that you're allowed to grow per household. So that's next on my bucket list, but I would love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter at the Cannabis 101. Uh, and of course, you can get us on Instagram, Cannabis 101 Podcast, and we're on Facebook at uh, Cannabis 101 Podcast as well. You can also email me if you would wish to stay anonymous at Cannabis 101 Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, so those are the ways that you can get in touch with us and you can uh, win yourself a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack just for telling me what's on your cannabis bucket list. Who knows? Maybe I have something that's on your bucket list and I can award you with the prize. As for what goes well with cannabis, that's anything that pairs well with cannabis. I want to know what you pair well with cannabis. The sun is out shining these days, at least where I am. 
Uh, I know things are really tough right now uh, for a lot of people financially and and you know mentally. Um, you know this has been hard on me for my mental health. Uh, but the things that I think of when I'm starting to pair cannabis with are are so fun. And you know I I, I love pairing cannabis with reading. Uh, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, but I I, I do love reading, uh, especially if it's uh, you know a topic that really really I'm passionate about. Uh, and I love doing it outside, you know, get out, uh, on a deck or a porch or at a park at a safe distance from other people as, you know, in my area, some of the parks are starting to open up, read a book, sunshine, knowledge. How can it get any better than that? Oh yeah. Combine that with some cannabis and you'll have a perfect day. Find a nice mild strain and then you're ready to go right now. I'm, I'm reading Neil and me, a uh, book by Scott Young, Neil Young's father, who was a great, uh, Canadian writer. Uh, and, um, uh, um, just, a um, a guy that I knew in my childhood because of the books he wrote, scrubs on skates, boy on uh, defense and a boy at Leafs camp. It was just, uh, they were, they were such a big part of my childhood. And I'm reading about him and his, uh, very famous son, Neil Young, also reading a book about the 88 Dodger season. So yeah, I pair count pair cannabis with that. Um, I find that, uh. I, in, I interpret and I and I take in the information uh, just in, a, in a, I think about things just a little bit different uh, that way. So that's what I'm going with. And you can get the Weed Weekly as well as I segue into that, the latest on what's happening with the Cannabis 101 podcast. Just subscribe at www.cannabis101podcast.ca and you're in the mix for the Weed Weekly. You'll get it every Friday and you'll also be eligible for our monthly prize pack but only for subscribers. Plus, it's an easy way to keep up with what I hope is one of your favorite podcasts. All right, uh, I really enjoyed this interview I did with Jerry Tizenbaum from Jupiter Research. We'll hear that conversation after we hear the weed song from the artist, My Dead Dog. Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Very pleased to welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast from Jupiter Research, the Director of International Business Development, Jerry Tizenbaum. Jerry, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Um, I guess um, like I've been doing with all my different podcasts, uh, whether it's cannabis or sports, uh, my first question is always, you know, how is life during this pandemic for you? And, and how are you? How are you doing right now? Uh, we're doing fine. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, you know, most importantly, family is healthy. Uh, definitely staying home based in Toronto. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I work from my home in, in a normal condition. The real difference is that you're working from home 24-7. I was saying that um, the main difference for me is between December 8th and, you know, the beginning of March, I was in Toronto for maybe 15 days, weekends included. Now, there was a two-week vacation in there, but, you know, with my international travel and 
our headquarters being in Phoenix and all the rest. It just, you know, you're all, I'm constantly on the road. So it was sort of nice to decompress for a little bit and just, you know, do your work from, from, from home base. Um, but like, I guess most salespeople or, you know, business people, the interaction is definitely missed, you know, the social interaction and, you know, seeing people. So, but you know, you, it's not, it's not, you know, I say to people, I'm very fortunate to love the company I work with. We have a great product. We're in a great industry. You know, tell anyone that three years ago, you know, cannabis would have been an essential service and mm-hmm. they would have looked at you like you had a third eye. Um, so very fortunate to be where we are. You know, this is not something that's directed at any one individual. It's a pandemic. So we just have to fight through it and yeah. go, go ahead. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, exactly. We, we all have to do our part to, to ride it out. Uh, um, so the, the, the way I usually start my interviews is, is asking, um, you know, the people about their life before cannabis, uh, this cannabis industry. And, and before we get to an overview of Jupiter research, I always like to find out, you know, what people did, because for the most part, uh, people did something before cannabis became a legal industry. So you know, what, what was your, uh, you know, business career like before cannabis? I had uh, multiple, multiple lives. Um, I'm a gen, I'm a human geneticist by trait. Um, have a master's in genetics, uh, a major in genetics, worked in a research lab and realized that I didn't want to be inside all my life. I worked in the electronics industry, uh, for a bunch of years, I had my own company across Canada. Um, closed that down in late, you know, early 2000. Got into um, got into finance and helped uh, raise capital for um, construction projects, uh, different finance structures for residential apartments, uh, shopping centers, and things like that. Uh, and then after that, I went into uh, the franchise business and help people, you know, um, prepare their, you know, understand different finance, different um, franchise opportunities, and um, you know, help people achieve the the, the goal of business ownership um, with a system that really helps them. And then I ended up uh, ended up I got this great opportunity to join about five years ago. I realized that. Uh, the cannabis industry is going to be the next multi-billion dollar industry. And uh, I wanted to jump in early. So I did. Awesome. And, here and, we are. and yeah. you know, uh, the, the cannabis industry has so much, um, further to grow, um, pun intended, uh, where, than where we are right <laughs> now. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that, that smart business people expected bumps in the road as they go and you know this this bump is not anybody expected but the, the bumps i'm referring to is you know the 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 stock price uh, concerns and things like that um we are so early in this beginning of this industry that i think the panic is a little bit overblown if, if you got into this industry to get rich quick it's the wrong industry oh well, yeah absolutely agree you know there are people that that were lucky enough or had the insight or, you know, that invested early and, you know, as good as that was, that's also what sort of set us up for, you know, the malaise that's in the industry now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always said when I got into this, that, you know, I believe in the power of the flower. I've seen it work for people with concussions, with backaches and things like that. 
I've helped people get their scripts, you know, from doctors and, you know, remarkable results. And I've always said that if I can be in and play in strictly just the medical market, well, it's so small, it's so small, it's, it's going to be, I think, yeah, but in five years, in 10 years, it's going to be so ginormous that that's really where I want to play. It sort of morphed into Jupiter where we do have, you know, products for vaping, which is safer than smoking. Um, and, you know, we have medical-based products and people can use them either way. But, you know, it, it, the power of the flower is enormous and it's just going to continue to grow. Um, I always say to people who are in the first inning, you know, of, mm-hmm. of, this, of this ball game. And, you know, my job as head of sales for, you know, international and, you know, in Canada is to help people grow the industry. Um, you know, yes, I compete with people, but, you know, competitors, but I'm not looking to, you know, it's, now's the time to cooperate to grow the market and, you know, see the market. And in two or three years, let's, you know, let's get into, you know, the business of business. But right now it's about cooperation and expansion and knowledge. And let's help everyone grow um, from an industry base. Beautiful. I couldn't have said it better myself. I think we're all, uh, I, I like to say we're all kind of growing, uh, pulling on the same hemp rope to get the industry uh, where it needs to go. Um, so let's let's maybe uh, dive into Jupiter Research a little bit and, and give us an overview of, you know, sort of what is Jupiter Research? So Jupiter Research is a, a distributor plus of C-cell brand of, of technology. So C-cell is the Kleenex brand of vape cartridges. C-Cell is, uh, it, it doesn't, it's just, it's a brand name, but vaping technology, our founder, Mark Scatterday, uh, in 2015, was working for a major um, e-cigarette company. And when uh, we're looking to get into the cannabis space, you have to change the atomizer on e-cigarette because cannabis oil is a lot thicker, so you needed a different w- way of heating it up. And he helped co-develop with C-Cell the ceramic core, which is the core of the C-Cell product. Now, every other manufacturer in the vape business, and there's hundreds of these, you know, cartridge manufacturers are using a ceramic core. But we came out with the first one. Our first product that we ever came out with was this product called the Liquid 9. Uh, it's a Cadillac of vaping devices. We have a couple of exclusive deals with people. We actually have a partnership with a company in Israel that had this certified as the first medically certified vaporizer in the world. Um, we're expanding that. Uh, so we started with that. We're, you know, uh, a partner and distributor for the C-Cell product with S'mores and Megafell. So the typical plus, we actually develop our own proprietary product like Liquid 9. We have a, a, dab, a device that gives microdosing called the Click. Uh, we're coming with a couple of new um, proprietary products, you know, as we enter the market this this year that we've designed ourselves. Uh, we have a research lab in Phoenix where our headquarters are. So we're a distributor plus. So it's interesting how C-Cell, um, yeah, I like how you refer to it as uh, Kleenex. Um, you know, you, most people don't reach for a tissue paper. They reach uh, for a Kleenex. So, Kleenex. so C-Cell has had quite a big impact on, on the vaping industry and, and you guys, you know, what, what role did you guys play in helping developing uh, this C-cell technology? So Mark, our, our founder was instrumental in dealing with 
um, the, the, the manufacturing plant Smore, which is the largest e-cigarette and now the largest, um, you know, vape cartridge manufacturer uh, in China. And it was more of testing and making sure that the ceramics work and how do you, you know, create the device. So we were very instrumental in, in you know, being a fundamental part of the founding of the, the actual tech, ceramic technology. And we help them, you know, evaluate new products, new technologies, new ceramics, you know, new uh, new glass, new, you know, uh, new devices so that we make sure that they pass all of our tests and pass all the regulatory tests and things like that. So we're definitely, um, we're, we also have Jupiter people on the small plant. In this more plant, we're helping run the lines and, you know, making sure that the quality is followed and things like that. So we're not just a distributor that buys products from a manufacturer that's involved. We're a distributor, as I say, plus. So who would be uh, kind of the, your, your typical client? And, and I know you are, you're all over the world as far as uh, international uh, business development. And, and, and what are some of those services that you do provide? I know you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, but, um, you know, what's the typical client and, and what do you guys provide? So our typical client in Canada is, you know, uh, licensed producers, uh, extraction companies, uh, all the way down to even some retail stores. We provide hardware um, that allows manufacturers to, you know, fill and to brand their products and go out. So we're a B2B company, so it's very, very rarely you'll actually see the Jupiter name, but you will see, you know, C-Cell, you know, powered by C-Cell, sort of like the Intel Inside uh, campaign that Intel did. So we will sell to, you know, the large licensed producers, um, you know, hardware, um, cartridges or power supplies um, or all-in-ones or, as we call them, all-inclusives uh, devices, which then go into their manufacturing, and they either extract their oils themselves and fill, or they use an extraction company, a third-party company that extracts and fills. We will actually work with the brands, with the licensed producers to, or the extractors to um, customize, you know, their branding. So we give them a finished product that all they have to do is fill, tap, and, you know, get to distribution. Uh, we do proprietary designs um, with people. We can sign agreements. We have a warehouse in Canada um, that I was insistent on opening uh, that we finally did. Uh, about a, uh, six months ago. So we're a full-service um, uh, store. We have relationships with um, with everybody on all sides of the equation. So we have, you know, referral and partnerships with uh, filling companies that make actually the equipment for, you know, to fill our devices and packaging companies and terping companies. And, you know, what we're trying to do is bring a complete suite of offerings of qualified partners to our key accounts. Wow. It's a, it's a lot, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot more than what it seems uh, on the surface. And, you know, I, I think when we look at how cannabis has been rolled out in Canada, you know, we saw what we had for the first year and then, you know, people were so excited about, uh, the, the season two, I I've called it where, you know, now we're seeing drinks and, uh, we saw edibles and of course we've seen vape pens and you know, what, what do you think has been the impact so far 
on you know the 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 second wave where we've seen the the vaping and and what do you think about the future of vaping when it comes to legalization in in Canada? It's, uh, so I, I think I, you know quite I think that we as a, as a as a as a country approach this a little bit wrong, trying to space it out and then trying to put everything at once. And you know right now the consumers, you know the majority of the new consumers don't understand what's out there, you know? They don't understand there's an edible and a tablet and something that you smoke, whether it's, you know, a joint or vaporization. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so some basic information has to go out there. Um, I know that from a vaping perspective, again, you know, I'm working with doctors across the country and in the U.S. that there are actually, you know, cardiologists and people that are saying like to get the medicine directly into your body as quickly as possible vaping is you know number one way to do it um and there are other people that are actually doing research on you know on how you know some certain natural plant compounds not even cannabis compounds can help with protecting the lungs and the body with you know against covid and other you know other infections so I look at it as, um, you know, when you, I was at a store about six months ago, one of the retail stores, and someone walked in and said, you know, I need to buy a rolling machine. It's like, you know, you know, part of the joint is rolling the joint, but, you know, if you want real convenience, here is the ultimate convenience, which is vaporizing. And, uh, you know, it's convenient. It's the LPs putting more and more of their brand recognition in there. And it's just, so much easier and so much more discreet use than anything else. Uh, you could, you know, not that, that you do, but if you took a vape in most restaurants, you wouldn't know if you're vaping, you know, an e-cigarette or cannabis. And um, not that you're trying to hide it. Uh, it's just it's just very discreet and, and, and unavailable. And I think that's really where, where we're going. I think that the direction will be to put more, terpenes in to fine-tune the effect of vaping. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, when they go into a, a dispensary, you, you know, the typical uh, buyer for, for marijuana is how much THC do you have? I don't care. The more THC, the better. Well, you know, that's a different thing than people that are looking to vape. Um, it's just a different outcome that, that you're looking for. You know, vaping, I, you know, you do throughout the day, it's sort of like microdosing and, you know, it helps, it helps a lot of people throughout the day. So I think that that's one of the big differences as we go forward. Yeah. I don't think you would ever, uh, walk into a wine store and ask for, uh, the highest percentage of alcohol, um, <laughs> yeah, when, exactly. when you're buying and, and that's the equivalent of THC. And you know, that's just, you're right. Knowledge it's education. We have to educate people that it's not always about THC. There are a lot of, uh, cannabis strains that are they they punch above their weight when it comes to thc because the the entourage effect so that's where i think the beautiful thing about vaping and i wonder kind of what the you know what's the 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 vape connoisseur the the customer that knows about vaping what's on their wish list for technology what do you think we're going to see in the future as far as designs and product improvement on on this first wave of vapes that we're seeing now that's a very interesting question. Um, I think uh, that's a great question. Um, I think it's 
you know, compatibility amongst devices, even though everyone says, you know, there's a 510 thread, which is your standard cartridge, mm-hmm. there is some incompatibility with 510 thread and batteries or power supplies from different manufacturers. Even though it's a standard, sometimes they don't screw in exactly. You don't get the proper, you know, connection. You don't get the proper airflow. So I think that's some more standardization there. I think what you'll see is... Um, the pen form factor that most people use as the standard is going to be around. The 510 thread cartridge is going to be around. There's going to be definite improvements in the actual ceramics to get, you know, better flavors, to get better, you know, better uptake. Um, we have the ability to dial in different wattages and voltages so that, you know, if you use a lower wattage um, power supply, you're going to get a more enhanced flavor profile from the terpene because they burn off earlier in the in the heating process. So there's really, when you talk about the connoisseur, I can see, you know, the standard product just being tweaked from an internal mechanism to be able to go to that connoisseur and say, this is the sommelier of wine and the sommelier of cannabis will say, here is the right product technology to get the most enhanced flavor profile on this type of, of, of combination of device and, um, and, and oil that's in there. So I think that that's probably the biggest thing that's going to happen is going to be that education and that sort of, you know, refining of what's going into the carts themselves to get that enhanced uh, experience, as you mentioned. Well, that's uh, it. Kind of leads me into you know the the benefits of vaping, and you know I think I think we all uh, realize the the benefits of vaping versus combustion. Um, but there's the the taste um, when it comes to vaping and flavors and that's where kind of terpenes uh, come into play and and i I guess um you know how do you think we educate the public on terpenes where they're not looking for the high thc they're buying based on taste that's a great question it's it's something that has to start even uh, you know even right now i'm doing basic vape training from a hardware and a you know um, standpoint with my with my partnered LPs. So it starts from training their salespeople to be able to go in and talk to uh, the bud tenders, the local areas. Um, I think there also has to be a lot of definition from the LPs as they want to sort of differentiate themselves. You know, so if we go back a couple of years, everyone just wants to grow, 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 grow. It doesn't matter. We're just going to, you know, extract some oils and make distillate now okay. Now you start seeing some of the one of the extraction companies that are coming up there wanting to go to the next generation. They want to make a full spectrum. They want to make a rosin. They want to make a resin, you know, to get some of these enhanced flavors. So now from an extraction, they're going to be getting more flavors from the cannabis that they extract. But then you're going to be saying, okay, now how do we enhance that? So there has to be a lot of research from the LP perspective with the terpene companies to really get those enhanced flavors and then bring that out. But it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process of education. And uh, it's going to take a little bit of time because the beauty or, you know, one of the mysteries of, of the plant is you could, you know, I could give you a clone. I can give five people a clone of a plant. You can all put them in, you know, your own soil and you might, you will get five different outcomes on, you know, the plant when you actually harvest it. So there's so much differentiator in the plant uh, you know, we have to get that 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 consistency in growth 
and you know that education on how you bring those terpenes in to get those flavor profiles. So I think we're a little bit away from from you know the ultimate. You know, I want to get this flavor or this profile, um, but it's definitely I think the the end the end that's where the end zone is. Well, it's such a uh, tough thing to do as far as education. Uh, when you're dealing with an industry that you cannot tell people a whole lot about when it comes to uh, any kind of uh, advertising or anything like that. And I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying advertising like this is the best strain out there. I'm talking about education. Like I, I would love to be able to see uh, some commercials out there that says, hey, if you're looking to uh, use cannabis for the first time, go to this Health Canada website and learn about what a terpene is or what a cannabinoid is, you know, not advertising X and X's blue dream, but just in general, the education. I, I really wish we could see something like that out there. Yeah, no, that's, that, 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 that you hit it on the head. That's where, you know, we go back to, you know, we're in the cooperation phase and, you know, it's not about, you know, which LP you are, it's a matter of, you know, educating the public so everyone understands the benefits and everyone understands that, you know, this is not the the marijuana that people were afraid of for the last hundred years, you know, that there's some real, real benefits to this. Um, and, you know, I look at this in 10 years, you know, you're going to be looking at, you know, some sort of form of cannabis, whether it's, you know, a pill or a vape or something, and it's going to be the aspirin of the uh 22nd century, mm-hmm. you know, or the late 21st century. And, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of that, but there definitely has to be some, you know, as opposed to, um, you know, the government, as much as they say they're legalizing it and they're behind it, they're really not. Because if they were, you'd take a, uh, you know, a proactive approach, like you say, to educating people on what this is. This is not this is not the, you know, people are going to, you know, the reefer madness, you know, ideas. People right. are not going to kill it. It's not a gateway drug. You know, um, I've been out into many, many, you know, establishments, bars or whatever. I don't think I could remember ever seeing a fight break out because people smoke, you know, too much weed. Right. But I have seen a bunch of fights when people had too much drink, you know? So, and I'm not saying that one's better than the other. It's just, the government has to get behind this, that this is not, you know, this is not the illegal thing that we made legal for, um, for tax reasons or to, you know, cut out the black market. All those are very, very valid reasons, right? But there are some benefit to this. You know, you're not just going to legalize something where there's no benefit to it, right? Um, not just to, you know, again, kill a black market or, 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 or create, um, you know, tax revenues. Well, yeah. And the, the cannabis industry is, um, you know, obviously so very new, um, as, as we know, and, you know, has faced some challenges. One of those challenges is the black market vape crisis, uh, last year that swept through mostly the United States. And, you know, since then, like there was a time where this was, you know, having people think all vaping is bad when they, when, you know, they couldn't differentiate between the black market and the legal market here in Canada. Uh, you know, and since then the CDC has walked back what they had originally said. And I think we are past that, but it certainly did have an impact and, and could still be impacting people that, you know, maybe haven't done the homework because there hasn't been a lot of, Hey, 
uh, legal vaping is healthy for you. It's approved by Health Canada. This is not the stuff that uh, you're getting from a guy down the street that's putting poison in it. But it certainly did have an impact. Thankfully, we're past that, and the CDC has walked it back. But, uh, you, you know, there, there was an impact, I'd imagine. Oh, 100%, 100%. And, you know, I, I, I even take it one step back. People say vaping, and they considering vaping being e-cigarettes mm-hmm. and Juul and what they've done from, you know, a marketing perspective to, um, you know, entice the high school students to start vaping, right? And then there's vaping of cannabis, which is totally different. And I wish that, you know, if you can reset your clock two years, that we can have a different terminology, right, for e-cigarette vaping and cannabis vaping, and we would have separated those two. Um, But what the vape crisis really did do, and we were affected by it, especially, you know, in in the U.S. here, we were just starting, um, you know, it's it's still pre-legalization of cannabis 2.0, so we weren't directly affected, but, you know, a lot of LPs got spooked because they didn't know what would happen with legislation. But it did show that, you know, if you're a licensed producer, you know, I, I, I always said going through this crisis, I look at this as a real benefit for our producers because now they can go and say Health Canada has approved this formula with this device that it is safe to use versus going to the black market or down the screener or go to a you know, a store that's not licensed and buying a vape that you don't know what's in it. And, you know, people started to cut uh, last year their oils to make their product go further. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that was the issue. And, you know, that's what the CDC showed. And, you know, so it was a black mark. It was, you know, before Canada was very early. So I think that that helped, you know, the growth in 2020 and beyond because, you know, people, if they think about it, will say, well, if I'm buying this from a legal store, right, um, of which we have many and we're going to have more in Ontario and all the rest, and, you know, they're licensed to the government, and the LPs are putting product in there, they have to be licensed, they, those products have to be safe, all of a sudden we have a basis for a very safe consumption method with a known, known effect, a known timing, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things about, you know, vaping. It is known. It is, you know, it is, it is measurable. It, you know, there's no surprises versus some edibles that you get, you know, um, in terms of effect and, you know, how the, the edible is broken down and changed, you know, into different chemical formats. This is pure. Um, so that's, that's really where I think, you know, the vape crisis has, has absolutely will help us in the long term. going going forward and as you mentioned there is you know specific vape technology for concentrates that are different uh uh, than than different kind of vapes so i think that's a really good point that you know you have to separate them because people just think you know some people uh are, are they're just not informed when it comes to cannabis and they just associate one thing uh with another so uh, i think it's a good point that as you mentioned earlier the technology is different now what do you see as the next big thing in cannabis legalization in Canada. I would love to see a cafe. I don't know if, know if we'll ever be able to uh, consume like a uh, uh, combustible, like smoke a joint, but I would love to see yeah. a place where we could vape or have uh, food uh, infused, but certainly a place where we can sit down and and vape indoors and socialize with friends. What's, what's the next thing for you? 
I, I, I agree with that. I think that it, it comes down to, you know, everyone knows that drinking and driving is not, not to do, so it's very easy to do. I think that, you know, the big fright is, you know, if you start infusing or start smoking, people don't know the effect, and they get into the car, which would be not not good. Right. So if we can get to an area where, you know, people understand truly how, you know, how a great dinner can be enhanced, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, make their own brownies to get high. Well, you know, that's different than going out and having your food infused with something that enhances the flavor, totally. enhances the experience. If you can have that, and then you also have to have the backside. Okay, great. You know what? If you've infused a six-course dinner with X number of grams here or there or milligrams, right? You know, there has to be the, the, the way to get home after, right? Because you don't want to be driving and all of a sudden, boom, it hits you. So I think that there has to be, you know, cooperation on that side, um, an understanding education we still get back to. But it's not about, you know, it's not about the high, it's about the experience. And I think that that's where we're going to win when you know, when people truly, truly get to that point where, you know, you go to a, you know, a fancy restaurant, you can have something that's infused because it enhances the taste because of, you know, what, what they've put into it. I once had a strawberry cream infused strawberry shortcake that was absolutely delicious. So I know uh, where you're coming from on that. And uh, I, I hope we eventually get there someday. Yeah, I agree. I Jerry, agree. Jerry, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Jerry Tisenbaum is the director of international business development at Jupiter Research. Uh, a lot of the vape technology that you have in your hand right now is uh, thanks to these guys. Thanks so much for joining me and giving me some of your time, Jerry. My pleasure. Anytime. Have a great day. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. such an interesting conversation um so much more to these vape pens and the vape technology than meets the eye and i can't wait to see what is kind of coming out next uh, for that uh industry and you know i can honestly tell you from my experience um you know i i still love smoking a joint i still love my bong my uh hex hexasaurus rex as i call it the hex from hexagon from burnt designs um, but since I've been vaping more, I've, uh, you know, I've, I've noticed a, a difference in, um, my lung capacity and, uh, the, the cough that I sometimes get. So, uh, there is definitely uh, something to the health aspect of uh, vaping and, and the uh, flavor profile as well. And you'll want to check out one hitters later in the week featuring Jerry Tisenbaum as we get to know his cannabis, uh, history. Uh, you can find it and full episodes at cannabis 101 podcast.ca. You can also subscribe to the Weed Weekly and qualify for our monthly giveaway. All right, uh, when we come back, uh, we will tell you about the uh, our cannabis character, uh, but I do want to tell you about the Cannabis and Hemp Expo, October 3rd and 4th at the Edmonton Expo Center. You can find tickets at CannabisHempExpo.com. This was supposed to happen in April, uh, but obviously that got postponed. So it's being rescheduled for October 3rd and 4th. We're going to be on location. We'll have a booth there. 
We're going to be recording episodes for the podcast. So please, if you're planning on dropping by, uh, come and say hello, and uh, we'll put you on an episode of the Cannabis 101 podcast as uh, we go. Uh, we do not have David Wiley this week. We've given him the week off from uh, Okanagan Z. Uh, so we will get right now into cannabis characters. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for cannabis characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. Maybe go with that, man. Uh, is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> This week, uh, the cannabis character that I am celebrating is Annie Hall, uh, played by Diane Keaton uh, from uh, the movie of uh, the title character name. And, and it's not a movie about weed, but the lead female character, Annie Hall, played by Diane Keaton, is definitely pro-weed. In fact, she loves what so many of us love, having sex high, as she points out uh, in one of the more famous scenes from the movie with Woody Allen, who is at his, uh, you know, best uh, paranoid uh, acting self and uh, um, fairly narcissistic, I would say, as well. Um, and then, you know, in this scene, I've edited a little bit just for time. Um, there's an out-of-body experience for Annie Hall uh, during uh, what Woody Allen would call a sex scene. And I don't know if anybody would ever find Woody Allen sexy, but here's this scene from Annie Hall uh, that uh, should get female marijuana fans fired up about a great uh, lead character when it comes to cannabis. We should just turn out the lights, you know, and play hide the salam or something. Mm. Well, okay, well, it's time to get a cigarette, okay? Oh, grass, right? The illusion that it will make a white woman more like Billie Holiday. Well, have you ever made love high? Me? No. You, I, I, you know, if I have grass or alcohol or anything, I get unbearably wonderful. I get too, too wonderful for words. You know? I, don't, I don't know why you have to um, get high every time we make love. Well, it relaxes me. Oh, you, you have to be artificially relaxed before we can go to bed? Well, what's the difference anyway? Well, I'll, I'll give you a shot of sodium pentothal. You can sleep through it. Oh, come on. Look who's talking. You've been seeing a psychiatrist for 15 years. You should smoke some of this. You'd be off the couch in no time. Oh, come on. You don't need that. What are you doing? No, oh, no, no, no. Alvie, You can please. once. You can live with that Alvie, once. <laughs> Alvy, do you remember where I put my drawing pad? Because while you two are doing that, I think I'm going to do some drawing. You see, that's what I call removed. Oh, you have my body. You, you, yeah, but that's, that's how I want the whole thing. Well, I need grass. It's, um... Well, it ruins it for me if you have grass because, you know, <clears throat> I'm like a comedian. Mm -hmm. So if I get a laugh from a person who's high, it doesn't count, you know, because they're always laughing. Are you always funny? So there we go. A uh, wonderful um, female, the first female real character on film that I can uh, really remember talking about weed uh, in a positive way. Uh, that was even before Cheech and Chong hit the scene. Uh, so Annie Hall, played by Diane Keaton, is our cannabis character this week. And before we get to the business of cannabis with Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Co., I want to let you know that through Lobo Genetics and the Cannabis 101 podcast, 
you can get a DNA kit 50% off when you use the promo code cannabis 101. That's all one word cannabis 101. Check it out at lobogene.com. 50% off a DNA kit when you use the promo code cannabis 101. It's like having your own bud tender. You get the kit, you do your swab, you send it back. They tell you how you react uh, uh, to THC as far as uh, metabolization and, um, you know, the potential uh, effects that you should be worried about uh, based on your DNA. And then they make recommendations about what strains will fit you uh, based on uh, your particular want and need. So lobogene.com, use the promo code cannabis101, all one word, and get a DNA kit 50% off. It's like having your own bud tender. This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. The first official installment of the Business of Cannabis with Malcolm LaBelle of the Green Generation Co. You can find out more information at greengencompany.com. Malka, uh, welcome. Uh, we had you on as a guest on our last episode. Uh, today, we kick off the official segment. How are things? Very well. Thanks, Dean. Excellent. Okay, so the first topic we're going to get to in the Business of Cannabis is... Why the Canadian government, in your opinion, is failing on its goal to close the black market with legalization? Excellent. Thank you, Dean. I think this is a topic that has yet to really be discussed uh, out loud uh, because um, um, I have I, don't, I have strong thoughts about it. So here's what I, here's what I think. So I think there's three major uh, things that they've sort of missed the boat or or failed to do here. So one is there's sort of a there's a there was a false assumption going into legalization that cannabis um, the users of cannabis of all flocks whoever they were would flock to just automatically go to the legal product. So they would because it's legal now oh it's legal and therefore I'm going to buy legal products. Right. Um, that's just I mean that hasn't been true for so many reasons, massively a large because of distribution. But a key part of that assumption was that I think the illicit market or the, the gray market um, um, is really not what people think it is uh, in their head. So what I mean by that is a lot of people thought, I think, still think that, you know, uh, the black market, uh, cannabis market is like big gangs and drug cartels, like, you know, your, uh, uh, you know, smugglers across borders and all the ways that it's been romanticized and over the years and Hollywood and all that stuff. But the truth behind it is that it's really actually um, much better at marketing and uh, packaging um, and product assortment and reliability and customer service than you would typically think an illicit market would be. Um, it's not the dime bag dealer on the corner that sort of everyone recalls from the early days. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, the key assumptions that were sort of in place, I think, that failed um, to be addressed as to what really is the black market when uh, the government sort of made that, that as, as a key goal. 
Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that, um, you know, you, I, I think you made a good point about how it's been romanticized. And, and listen, I'm not naive enough to think that there isn't uh, that element um, of, of the black market, but a lot of people are... Um, you know, are, are in it maybe for, for their for their own use as uh, medicinal or they are, uh, you know, quote unquote, a mom and pop uh, uh, legacy market. I mean, it's not everything that you think it is uh, when it comes to the uh, legacy market and, um, you know, what how it's been portrayed. There are a lot of different legacy growers out there that don't fit that narrative. Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole thing. So like with uh, like I have a marketing background and a business background and just like you can segment any industry in the world for any, you know, product, everything from drugs to food products, you can do that with illicit products too. So in in Canada, I have broken down in my own verbiage uh four distinct um categories of segments within the the gray market or the illicit market but have different definitions of what those people are and, and who they are and how much harm or intent of harm they want to cause on people as well as how not. Like, like I think that there's a large segment of people that they had medical, I don't think I know, they had medical licenses for a very long time and they were growing uh, cannabis and figured out how to uh, solve their own problems and heal themselves. Um, but with the way the legalization rolled out, they effectively got cut out of being allowed to uh, grow on a legal side because of a few key parts to the legalization process. And I really think that the answer to that is very simple. Um, and all it really does, all that really needs to happen is that the, the process in which you apply and get your license in Canada, this is the order and the cost uh, of the order, this needs to change. Um, and something as simple as like security clearances, which is a major hindrance for getting a license in Canada, because something as simple as a possession license from 10 years ago a, or a simple misdemeanor, even like a, a traffic violation or a speeding ticket or DUI from when, you know, people are 10, 15 years past. They have, there's now a process for pardoning that, but it still takes, you know, years to get that stuff through the courts and everything, especially right now. Um, but so that would, not having a, a security clearance would prohibit anybody from becoming um, a member or a, sorry, an owner of a, of a licensed cannabis company. So in talking with some of the people that I know, that's their biggest issue is that they have all of the background experience, even, you know, uh, business experience to have a, a, a really well-operated cannabis company, but they couldn't pass a security clearance. So by changing um, the order of the processes or, having a bit of a different structure for depending on the kind of, you know, pro thing that you have on your record and making that the first thing you have to do. So get your security clearance, uh, you know, cleared first and then go through the process of legalization, which is still a long and expensive process in Canada. But by doing it just a little bit differently, by changing the order and changing the hurdles to once you get this done first, then that could eliminate so much of the gray market uh, disincentive for people that are could become le on the legal side and close that gap because they're moving from the um, gray market into the legal market by simply changing the order and the structure of which security clearances are issued. 
Well, I just think there's so much knowledge that can be gained from those that, that have been, you know, the legacy growers that have been doing this for, for so many years. Um, there, there has to be a way to be able to blend the two worlds. Exactly. And there are a lot of uh, people that are seriously looking at this as like, we, we need the experience. We need people that know how to grow indoors in batches, in crafts. And, and they're coming. They're coming out of the woodwork and they're going through this process and they're failing at it or they're having to go through very high costs to get there. But it's those barriers that even prevent those individuals from going to the, the legal side. You know, they could still make money on the, you know, if they're doing it, if they're doing things in the gray area and they haven't been caught there, that's a good, that's a good business person as far as I'm concerned. But they have a quality product or they have something that people want to need. And there's a, there's a monetary incentive from supporting their family and supporting their livelihood that way. But we could bring those people very easily to the legal side by simply making it incent- an incentive that they won't be reprimanded for past actions. And I think that's a big issue that it just isn't being explored yet. I, I, I think definitely this is an area that needs to be uh, explored and hopefully uh, it's brought forward to, to those making the decisions that they can uh, uh, start thinking about that. Now let's move on to change makers and, and this is uh, a, a part of this segment uh, where we're spotlighting people that are, as the title says, making a change in the industry. And today we're talking about Wayfair nursing and how you know we're rethinking um, the, uh, the, the way, uh, that cannabis, um, I guess, uh, plays a part in the lives of our elderly and our seniors. Yeah. So Wayfair nursing, um, sort of blends that, uh, patient model, um, where instead of it being, you know, you go to a doctor's office, you get a prescription, you get the prescription filled and then, uh, through cannabis, either over the phone or it's more typically over internet, you do it online. Um, wafer nursing is really a guided approach to cannabis education and patient care. And and what they do is they have um, um, nurses, nurse practitioners uh, that can write pre- cannabis prescriptions um, across the country in several provinces, Alberta, BC, and, uh, and greater uh, Toronto area that are able to go into um, patients' homes, obviously not COVID times, but, um, you know, hopefully they'll be able to return to that, go into nursing homes and talk to patients that um, are the elderly and really guide them like a nurse or like, you know, someone that they really trust, one of their home care providers, for example, um, next to them to help them with this process of trying something new. You know, a lot of people get really sort of set in their ways, particularly when they're older, and they're apprehensive about trying something that's different. But Wayfair is really looking at this from a, a patient care perspective and from the proper dosing, because we, a lot of people are, you know, one of the challenges of of uh, new usership is that they just don't know where to start. Like what product should I try? What type of consumption? Where do I go? Uh, where do I start? And, and that's what some of the biggest challenges is that there really isn't clear guidelines, even for dosing or, or instruction on that. So Wayfair has taken up um, really the, that patient guided approach, um, not only taking the, the client, the patient through, you know, what is uh, cannabis and how does it affect your system? But guiding them with uh, oral or gel caps or liquid oils um, so that it's not so foreign. You know, they're not smoking uh, smoking a pipe or you're having to deal with rolling joints or anything like that. But also the follow-up. So a key part about how does this cannabis help uh, people is that if they have an adverse effect or something that's foreign to them, 
they'll stop using it right away. So the key thing to, you know, people that have, are trying it for the first time is that follow-up and that guided, you know, you just got to do- adjust the dose or try it a little bit different or with food or different times of day. And that's what they're really offering is that guided approach. And then collecting the data around that to really create patient uh, protocols for other patients and other people with similar or other conditions. And, you know, the senior uh, cannabis demographic is one of the fastest growing out there from from a lot of people I've I've spoken with. And, you know, my own personal knowledge of going into stores and continually seeing that part of uh, the demographic in the stores asking questions. And I think it's beautiful. You can find more information at www.wayfarenursing.com, but it is definitely true. I I know from personal experience with uh, some people in my um, circle of friends and family that I've tried to convince there is um, a a fear uh, still that is out there for a lot of people. And, you know, rightfully so. It's hard hard to blame when they've been told one thing for almost all of their lives and now they're being told something else. So there is a lot of questions and I love the follow-ups that happen with this is you have a question and then something happens, you you know, whether you write it down and then you ask later, you can kind of tweak things a little bit, but just the, just the, the education part with not only new users, but um, you know, the senior demographic is so important because um, man, oh man, there are so many things as far as just um, calming down anxiety that accompany mm-hmm. um, um, a senior issues, whether it's dementia or, or, or uh, Alzheimer's or anything like that, that certain parts of the cannabis plant can really play a benefit in. Yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. Like I've seen actually a lot of really amazing success stories, people particularly that have major you know, sleep issues, you know, one of those things, you know, grandmother can't sleep anymore and mm-hmm. or, and it, the same. And it's such a simple thing. People that use cannabis regularly know like, oh my gosh, it's like the first thing I'm going to, you know, up with, I need to get more sleep or to deal with it. And, and, and pain, you know, walking around with pain all the time. A lot of people just get used to that, right? Especially when they get older, they're just, they're comfortable when they know that they have pain. But as soon as you give them something that takes it away without the side effects, particularly stomach upset or other issues, oh my gosh, you should see some dancing grannies. It's hilarious. <laughs> like there's literally videos on this, but it's amazing. It feels like they have a new lease on life. And why didn't they try it sooner? 100%. All right, uh, let's get to what it means to be green. And today we're discussing, um, you know, investing in new ideas and investing in green. Yeah, so, you know, with this whole um, COVID pandemic stuff, uh, we're really seeing some numbers coming out from, uh, you know, cannabis is, is an, an essential uh, service, such a good um, in North America, for sure, and, and many jurisdictions around, around the world where it's legal. We're seeing the numbers that um, people are, are showing up in droves and not just on the legal side. We're also seeing it on the illicit market side that business is booming. And you got to wonder, well, why? You know, like, what, what, is, is, what is it? And is, is, it a, is it a blip? Is it a one-time thing? But now we're into, what, our week eight or nine or something. Some of the uh, results that we're seeing is that this is maybe something that needs a closer look from an investment standpoint because there has been so much shutdown uh, to cannabis companies or people that are trying to raise money, especially on the way in the sustainability side. I mean, you talk to a lot of the people that um, I'm working with and their business models are not a one-trick pony. They're not just a high-dose, one-thing THC, that CPG product that I'm, so uh, angry against 
but they're really trying to build a new sustainable way of living and and attracting investment to this just needs a different set of lenses. Um, so what, what the Green Generation is, is going to be doing here in the next coming months, uh, probably weeks actually, is doing an investor showcase. We were going to have it in person, uh, live in right. Alberta uh, right. and a beautiful scenic location, but because of COVID, it's actually much easier to do it all online because no one has to travel. Um, and it's going to be sort of like a Dragon's Den style, like a, like a pitch night um, where it will be open to investable businesses so like the ones uh that i've uh that i work with right now as well as others will be open to attend or pitch basically they'll have the stage or the floor for 15 uh, to 20 minutes and they'll deliver a pitch to uh, an audience of uh, potential investors and very similar to other pitch style events or dragon events where the goal is just to get their hands up to say yeah i want to learn more like let's get to the due diligence round and learn more it's not necessarily to close the deal on the spot um, because this is a investing in cannabis um, is needs a new set of metrics just to understand the business because there's very no like no comparable. So you can't really invest. Uh, it's really hard to do a true due diligence in a short period of time mm-hmm. um, because there's just not enough history. So this is an opportunity to show off what they're doing differently and have investors say, you know what, I want to hear more about that. And then that's where the matchmaking comes in, and I'll be able to set these groups up. Uh, with more, um, you know, of opportunity to discuss uh, over the table. I really like that idea, uh, you know, especially right now where, uh, you know, so many people in and out of the cannabis industry worldwide are, are struggling. It's just a good idea to connect people and generate, whether it's right now or down the road or or something like that. But particularly in the cannabis industry, you know, this gives people 15 to 20 minutes to kind of you know, shout from the rooftops about what they do. And and, and like you said, there's not going to be that uh, TV moment probably very often where the guy jumps up and is outbidding somebody else. But what it does is it creates yeah. relationships and possible um, future discussions down the road. Yeah, and I, my, ideally, my hope is, I'm just, right now just trying to t- uh, talk to some people in the, in the production world, in the TV production world, because maybe this is something that's really for the masses. Like, I think there's so much that we've learned, you know, even about investing and about business has come from the last 10, 15 years with Dragon's Den and Shark Tank. It's really lowered that bar that made that world so hard to understand and people were just so removed from it. But by putting it on television and making a, you know, family-friendly event that even kids can pitch and, and partake in made it accessible. And, and I think cannabis needs that. But instead of it being like, here's how you smoke a joint, which is not the education that people need, it's here's what I can learn about this as a, as an opportunity and let's give it another set of lenses. So it's not a, a, a prohibited thing. It's a, something that's a learning tool. So I'm currently exploring uh, that right now. Um, so anyone that's listening, if you are in the TV or producing uh, space and want to help with that, feel free to reach out to Boston at greengencompany.com. All right. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, this come to fruition. Um, as for the how to roll a joint, we're still going to have that joint rolling competition at some point where you think oh, your yeah, husband is sure. going to win, right? That's a definite, that's a different <laughs> set of audiences, right? Yes, but you know yes. what? That's what demographics is all about. We've got markets for everything. You betcha. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, investing in new ideas and investing in green is uh, something that I think a lot of people can be interested in right now. And I think that's a really cool format uh, to uh, put that forward with. Um, all right. So this has been uh, the first official launch of the business 
of cannabis with Malka LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. Thank you so much for joining me once again, Malka. I look forward to doing this each week and we'll chat next Wednesday. Thanks, Dean. Have a great week. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. My good friend Chris Ionson, the manager of Nova Cannabis Jasper Ave, and our educator here for What's That Strain on the Cannabis 101 podcast. I missed our conversation last week because we didn't have a show. How are things, Chris? Uh, things are going really well, Dean. Uh, thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're doing as good as we can at, at the Nova Jasper Ave location, and uh, yeah, things are going well. Well, the last time I saw you was when I popped in there to uh, pick up my bucket list item when it comes to cannabis accessories, and that's kind of our our cannabis question on this episode: is what is your bucket list accessory? Because I got mine. I used the click and collect to come in and pick up my stores and Bickle um, Volcano Hybrid, which I have nicknamed Supernova uh, because I bought it at Nova and it's new and Nova means new and Supernova is uh, the great um, uh, pleasure I get from this thing. And and I was able to, you know, listen, as much as I like visiting with you during this time right now, it's nice to just get in and out of the store. And that's where that click and collect system has for you guys. Uh, you know, you, you're, you've got it done. Um, by the time the customer gets there, less time for them in the store, protects their health and safety, protects yours. And it's easy to use, isn't it? Yeah, it, it really is, Dean. Yeah, we've definitely got uh, you know a lot of people that are, uh, you know, checking out our menu on, on the Leafly app there. Uh, we do update it, uh, you know, daily uh, a couple times a day even uh, as we run out of things um, but yeah the idea to to reduce uh, time spent in store is, is something that I think uh, you know is very important with what what we're going through right now and uh, yeah it's just nice to, to have the order ready so when people do come in they say hey I've got a leafly order what's the name yeah gotcha let's let's take care of you and get you in and out of the store yeah you use your uh, tap button and you're out and and it's it, it, the, the great thing about it is you know in in the past, I come to the store and say, I'm looking for this. Oh, well, we don't have that right now. And if you click and collect, you're like, okay, they don't have this, but they do have this, which is similar. So I'm going to go with this, click, collect, you're in and out. So not only is it less time in the store, but it also makes it more convenient for the customer knowing what they're, they're not driving to the store looking for something or driving around to multiple stores looking for something. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we've heard that kind of feedback from people too, just saying they how, how they appreciate uh, being able to access uh, yeah. things from home. Yeah. So you just head to the Nova website. Uh, you uh, you go through the Leafly app uh, through the Nova and uh, pick your product or accessory like I did with the uh, Volcano Hybrid, uh, which is just simply the greatest thing in the world when it comes to cannabis. Uh, I, you, know, <laughs> you know how long I've wanted one of these. Since we met, I've been talking about this. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're like the Lamborghini of vaporizers, in my opinion. Like, it doesn't really get much better. Um, the quality of smoke, too, that you get from them. Um, and just, you know, passing around a bag once COVID's done and stuff, and we're able to, you know, share sessions. Uh, I think, you know, passing a bag around is, is an ideal kind of party favor. Yeah. And, and you know what I find is uh, it, it, uh, prolongs my uh cannabis my weed like it lasts yeah, yeah. So, so much longer listen i love the bowl i love my uh, hexasaurus rex uh from burnt mm-hmm. um but this does 
make the cannabis go a lot longer. Yeah, it does. You just need a, a little bit with these vaporizers, and uh, yeah, so it's definitely a good way to you know keep uh, keep the efficiency of your bud. You betcha. So there you go. Click and collect Nova Cannabis. You're in and out. Uh, pick up your product, and away you go. Uh, also, uh, when I was there, I got the uh, Purple Sun God, which is what we are doing today. And, and the great thing about vaporizers is the flavor really comes through. So I'm looking forward to to this. I. I love anything with purple in the name because I know there's going to be a little purple in the taste maybe. Um, and this is an Indica from Pure Sun Farms, who we have talked about in the past. Big fan of theirs. And they're out of Delta, BC. So tell us a little bit about Pure Sun Farms. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, we've touched on them in the past here, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into them again here with uh, Pure Sun Farms. I mean, uh, so they're out of uh, BC, like you said there, and uh, for, they used to be a 50-50 joint venture uh, between Village Farms International, which is a group of, uh, of farmers, uh, and they grow a lot of vegetables over in the West Coast, uh, and they were partnered up with Emerald Health Therapeutics, uh, who is a medicinal and recreational licensed producer of cannabis, uh, as of now, though, uh, it's kind of turned over to a majority to Village Farms. Um, so they're kind of running the show a bit. Uh, Emerald is still a part of the company, but no longer yeah, the equal 50-50 partners. And these guys, um, you know, they they really do have that uh, stage planning going on. Uh, you know, they have yeah. their, their first greenhouse, D1 greenhouse, with some plans to expand. So tell us about their operation. For sure. Uh, so yeah, in, located in Delta, BC, uh, their D1 greenhouse is, is 1.1 million square feet uh, wow. of production facility. Uh, and it's active now and they are growing in that. Uh, and then right next to it uh, is, is their D2. And it's kind of like a, a mirror image of D1. It's also going to be a 1.1 million square foot uh, facility. Uh, it's set to be operational in, in the near future. Uh, and then as well on that same kind of campus, uh, they have their D3 greenhouse, uh, which is, uh, ready for them if they need it. Uh, and this one is, uh, double, uh, double the size of their original ones. It's a 2.6 million square foot facility. That's, that's ready for pure sun farms if they need it. Wow. Uh, definitely they are locked and loaded. Uh, for expansion mm -hmm. and you know d judging by how popular this their brands are they might be needing to uh, fire up yeah. d3 at some point because you know we're seeing some uh, formats here in alberta but when you look at the sales in ontario uh pure sun farms yeah. is right up there yeah, they were uh, the top-selling brand in Ontario in, in uh, 2019. Uh, they had the two best-selling strains. That was their White Widow and their Afghan Kush. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we just got them in Alberta. I feel like it's been maybe a month or a little bit longer. And we're currently selling uh, their one grams, their three and a half grams. And uh, just recently, we got seven grams and 28-gram ounce bags as well. Wow. And, and that's what people want. Um, you know, yeah. uh, people, one of the biggest complaints that anybody has, uh, is, is price. And, you know, we know that it's going to be taxed and we hope that, um, you know, the, the excess tax comes down at some point, but when you can give somebody an affordable ounce that can compete against the black market, that's winning. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And we're starting to see a lot more, uh, licensed producers kind of going to that route, uh, I know uh, original stash was kind of like the first uh, big bag to to come through, and uh, I remember when we first got them, they were they were twenty eight gram bags, you know, ounce bags um, that we sold the day we got them. Like uh, the day we couldn't keep them in stock because everyone wanted uh, wanted a piece of that. 
All right, so that's good. 28 gram indica packs uh, arriving. Uh, 14 grams uh, in sativa are on their way as well. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be seeing those soon here in the, in the coming weeks here oh, in Alberta. That's beautiful. And and what uh, you know, what do they have going at Pure Sun Farms when it comes to uh, I guess season two cannabis 2.0? Um, you know, non flower. What what do they have on the way in that form? For sure. Uh, I, so what I've been told is, is vapes is going to be the the kind of first 2.0 products that they're they're going to be releasing. So hopefully we see. I would love to see an island honey vape cartridge. I think that would be delicious. Wow. And super tasty. Oh. Uh, so I think that would be cool. Um, and and they're also right now they're 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 always trialing new strains all the time in their greenhouse. Uh, so we can expect to see some new genetics from them too in the coming months. Okay, so let's take a trip back in time and talk about uh, you know what purple god bud became of or, or you know what uh, produced it so or sorry uh, purple sun god i jumped ahead of myself mm-hmm. there so <laughs> tell us about the lineage of purple sun god yeah for sure so uh it, it's kind of a unique cross here so it's an indica dominant cross between uh purple god bud uh, which is a signature bc bud and and uh it's crossed with ubc chemo uh, and that's kind of a unique strain uh, developed on the West Coast in the 1970s at the University of BC. So they kind of threw the UBC chemo name in there. Uh, and it was bred to feature ele- elevated percentages of cannabigerol, uh, or CBG, uh, which is uh, a cannabinoid of increasing interest in research right now. So uh, definitely kind of one where a lot of new li- the licensed producers, they're you know, trying to figure out you know what strains they can they want to jump into the cbg market it's kind of going to be the new the next cbd i think mm-hmm. and so the purple sun god from Pure Sun Farms, they've said it uh, it to be a a four to one thc to cbd ratio strain and cbg is uh, as you mentioned um you know th- there are so many uh, cannabinoids that we're going to find out about there's a cbc i don't know if they show hockey games or not on that uh, cannabinoid but you know <laughs> cbg is you know the more thc the less cbg you're going to get so it's in you know you're going to find it in lower thc strains but you know there have been studies and and i should point out this is not fact but there have been studies and i'm referencing a a leafly article that uh, um, the cbg can be effective uh, their thought uh, when treating glaucoma Uh, they've also experimented uh, with mice and cbg was found to be effective in decreasing the inflammation characteristic of bowel disease um, Huntington's disease has been mentioned when it comes to it. Uh, colorectal cancer cells, cancer cells. Um, it's an effective antibacterial agent to be thought of. So there's a, there's a lot of research being done in this particular uh, cannabinoid. And, and, you know, so many people have been focused on THC and CBD. Well, these are going to start rolling out and they're going to blow people's minds. But there are people that have been looking at this uh, for for a while. Uh, you know, there are people that have been concentrating on CBG alone. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to be something that we'll see here in the in the coming, I'd say, coming months of, of the legal rec market. Uh, we are going to start to see more CBG products for sure. So when you talk about uh, UBC chemo, um, it, it, as you mentioned, it is a uh, a pretty rare and legendary BC strain. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, how this was developed? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, very legendary BC strain. Um, and it's, it was kind of created for, for the savvy and the medical cannabis user. And it was originally developed by Dr. David Suzuki. What? Uh, you know, 
yeah, the nature of things. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, Canadian celebrity there. Uh, he was uh, in the 1970s. He was at the University of British Columbia and uh, helped uh, develop this strain. And, uh, you know, it's, it, was, it was said that the strain, you know, offered a, um, a high level of pain relief in, in both body and mind. And uh, it, it was created to kind of ease the effects of chemotherapy on cancer patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence the name, right? Uh, so they call it, you know, a chemo bud. Uh, originally, uh, you know, created for, you know, cancer uh, patients, which... Uh, I think it's super cool, and I think it's just rad that uh, you know Dr. David Suzuki uh, you know played a role in that. One more reason to like uh, the legendary David Suzuki. I mean, who yeah. didn't grow up on the nature of things, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, okay, the website PureSunFarms.ca. I, I really like it. It's got a very organic feel. Like when it first popped up, it it I felt like I was walking uh, through a, a bit of a, a cannabis forest because of how they set up. But uh, they've got some really. It's just, it's just a sharp looking, uh, very cool website. Yeah, I uh, I'm a big fan of the, of the artwork and the, the layout of it. Uh, and this is also the site too. I think we talked about this last time where if you. Uh, if you leave your mouse inactive for, yeah. I don't know, it's like 30 seconds, the uh, the Pure Sun Farm stickers start to appear on your page. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> reminder. If you're having a nap at your cubicle and you leave <laughs> this website up, you're going to start seeing stickers all over it. So yeah. puresunfarms.ca is the website. Lots of good information there. As for the information when it comes to the THC levels, uh, 11.4% THC and it's about two to three percent CBG. So, you know, the more THC, as I mentioned, if you get up to the eighteen percent, that CBG is going to come down. Uh, so, uh, it, this seems like a pretty healthy dose of CBG in this uh, particular uh, three and a half gram package. Mm-hmm. It, it is, uh, yeah. So far, like I haven't seen any any rec market stuff with uh, any kind of like uh, listener advertised CBG ratios like that. So kind of a groundbreaking strain here for us. Mm -hmm. So purple sun God is the name of this strain. When we talk about what's in a name, um, is it uh, pretty, you don't think it's pretty self-explanatory where they got this name from? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think that the the name is, you know, kind of a nod to the genetics uh, uh, with the, uh, the purple God bud and the the EBC chemo. Uh, And then it's also kind of a nod to the pure sun farm. So they're just kind of showing in the sun there. So the purple sun God, uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like a, when I first heard, heard the strain name, uh, without being aware of, you know, any, any of the THC percentages or, or anything, it, it appealed to me though. I just thought, I thought that sounded cool. Uh, I like you, I'm a big fan of the purple strains. Uh, I find that they kind of have that, like that darker berry flavor to them. That's always, uh, really nice on the, on the throat. All right. The, the look and the taste, um, you know, when, when we first opened it up, uh, this has a unique smell or smell rather the look and the smell, this has a pretty unique smell. I loved how big the buds are, but, uh, the smell was, uh, was, you know, both stood out to us. Yeah, it, it definitely does. I mean, you crack that bag, uh, it's very, very noticeable. I feel like the whole room is going to kind of get that aroma and it's, it's like a, a very cheesy pungent smell. And the first time that I, I cracked a bag uh, and I, I had a, a pal with me and I, I let my pal smell it too, um, the, we went to, uh, 
we went to, we figured it kind of smelled like psilocybin, like yes. mushrooms. Yes, a hundred percent. Like yeah. you know, like I when you when whenever I've opened a bag of psilocybin, I get like you know those stems have a almost like a it's a weird stale kind of different smell, yeah, it's a little funky. Yeah, and this <laughs> I I got that off that, which is not to say that there's any psilocybin in it or yeah. whatever we don't want to put that, but it does have a a distinct smell, more distinct than kind of any other um, strain yeah. that we've done. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, fully noticeable, and it's hard to hard to not talk about it. Yeah, and the the but as I mentioned, uh, I opened it up, giant big buds uh, for sure. What do you mm-hmm. what do you what do you see when you look at these buds? Yeah, um, definitely like bigger buds for sure is what I noticed. Uh, kind of a seaweed green mm-hmm. uh, is kind of what I noticed uh, with the with the buds, um, and they're very dense too. Uh, you know, given the buds a, a, a squeeze, you know, it's pretty solid. So when you do uh, throw it into a grinder. You're going to get a really nice fluff from it. Um, I like the thick coat of the white trichomes that, that come on it. And, and the purple pistols is pretty interesting too. Yeah. It's nice to see a different color than just, uh, you know, that one shade of green or the shade of orange. And, and it also, you know, this three and a half gram package I have, um, easy to open with that, uh, little flap that you pull on it's resealable. And, you know, we're, we're always talking about sometimes, uh, the packaging could be too much, not the case in this perfect size, uh, for the packaging. Yeah, I think so too. All right. Terpenes, uh, lay it on me. So, uh, for the terpenes, we've got, uh, the dominant ones carry off uh, you are saved. Yeah. So that's going to give us that black pepper <laughs> kind of spicy, uh, flavor to it. Uh, next up, we got limonene, and that's going to provide us with kind of citrusy and lemony uh, smells and flavors. And then osamine is the third, and that's kind of a, a citrus tart uh, kind of uh, profile with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, sometimes we always talk about that sweet taste to it. That osamine is a, is a little bit different. And and for those that are uh, maybe just picking up the podcast, can you just run through what terpenes are and and what role they play in the entourage effect? For sure. So uh, terpenes are, are aromatic oils that they, they secrete from the, the cannabis glands and they, they make your cannabis uh, flower kind of uh, smell and taste a certain way. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll have ones like oh, limonene is a good example. Uh, that's going to provide, uh, you know, make your bud smell kind of lemony, citrusy and have that, uh, you know, you'll notice kind of hints of that in the flavor as well. Um, with, with the entourage effect, I mean, with cannabis, uh, a lot of people just say, oh, it's it's all about THC. Uh, it's not. It's more to it than that. Uh, the entourage effect is, is we take the THC uh, content, the CBD content, as well as the terpenes. And uh, between those three combined together, uh, it is going to produce a desired effect. Uh, so the terpenes, uh, they don't just affect the smell and taste of your cannabis. Um, they're, and depending on each person is different too. We all have a different endocannabinoid system and we react differently to different cannabises. But um certain combinations of terpenes are going to produce uh, certain effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, you know, karyophylline or karyophylline, depending on how you pronounce it, binds really well to the uh, CB1, CB2 receptors. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's CBD or in this case, uh, CBG, it all comes uh, together uh, to impact, uh, you know, how that uh, cannabis affects everybody. And as you said, everybody is a little bit different. All right, uh, I've got my heat uh, set at 200 degrees. Uh, that's my kind of go-to uh, Celsius uh, for the uh, volcano hybrid. Uh, tell us about the desired effect uh, when somebody and we mentioned everybody's different, but you know the desired effect you found and 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 most common with purple sun god. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I definitely think it's a very chill smoke, uh, super relaxing on the body. Um, and I like to call it feel good weed. Mm-hmm. 
it's the kind of weed that, you know, after I put a joint of it out, um, I got a ear to ear smile on my face. I am in a great mood. Uh, you know, it's hard to really get me down when I'm on this stuff. Uh, and I, I, I like that it's, it's not, not too overbearing. Uh, you know, it's not, uh, gonna, you know, cripple anybody. Um, uh, it just, it's a really nice kind of, uh, light and chill, but, uh, a lot of positive uh, energy with it. So it just puts me in a really good mood. I, I just love the word smile because uh, now, now uh, after uh, using this, all I'm going to think about every time is smiling when I think of purple sun God, because that's exactly uh, right. Okay. I'm going to uh, fire up the old uh, supernova here. Tell us about the three W's who, what, and when this is good. for. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so for the who, uh, this is kind of a, a cool one. It's uh, good for beginners to experts. I think, uh, I think this is a strain that works well with everybody. Um, that 11% THC, uh, being an indica is not going to be, uh, too, too hard hitting for, for a new, new consumer. I think they'll just, you know, get their chill on and relax, but we won't see a lot of anxiety kind of forming with it, which is ideal. Uh, as to the what, uh, it is good for couching it, good for movies, relaxing, uh, unwinding after a long day. Um, I also found it good for like a, uh, you know, a stressful day. It's like a much needed mental reset. Um, I found uh, there's a couple times where I, you know, had a little bit of a stressful day, uh, had a lot on my mind. I lit up some purple sun god and just kind of, it just alleviated and I felt, uh, wonderful. So, um, definitely that mental reset's worth talking about. As for the when, uh, ideally for the evening, uh, right after dinner is nice. Uh, but I, we've touched on this before on a recent day off. Uh, I did start my day off with mm-hmm. some purple sun God and it was great. I had a very relaxing day on the couch. Um, yeah, got my chill on. So it's not, I wouldn't say it's restricted to, um, just the evening. Yeah. Uh, more, more so just restricted to relaxing. And if, if, yeah. if, if, if you, if you have, um, some time where you don't have anything to do and, and it's the middle of the day, then this is fine, but maybe not the one if you have a busy day planned. Yeah, totally. All right. So I got the, uh, the bag full of, uh, purple sun God. Unfortunately, I don't have the camera set up this week. We had a bit of a glitch because, uh, I'd like, you know, love to pe- show people, uh, this new beautiful, uh, bag of purple sun God that I have mm-hmm. going. So, uh, tell me about the uh, taste test experience you get as I test this out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so it's definitely got got kind of a cheesy flavor to it. Uh, cheesy and a little sweet there. Um, I, I did find the smoothness of the smoke was, was very, very nice. Uh, not a lot of harshness to it. Um, I, probably not with, with you volcanoing it. Uh, but yeah, for me, even when I, when I put it into a joint, uh, I just found the joints to be super smooth and tasty. Uh, definitely a tastier strain for sure. Uh, I, am a big fan of the flavor of the purple sun God. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, um, uh, nods of, or odes of cheese in there for sure. Right. Like, uh, mm-hmm. when we talk about a little bit of a tartness uh, with, with awesomeine and you get a little bit of spice with, uh, and, uh, limonene brings a citrus. I don't know if they all, but there is a cheesy taste to it too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like it, and and yeah, you're right. It's it's smooth, definitely in a volcano, and I would imagine it would be smooth in in any format, really. Yeah, 
Yeah, man. Put it in a put it in a bowl. It's still going to be smooth. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'll have this uh, extended life of Purple Sun God thanks to the Supernova Volcano Hybrid that I have that I use to pick <laughs> up through the click and collect system. Uh, easy. Head to the Nova website. Uh, you find out what you want. Takes you to the Leafly menu. You make your order. You show up. Chris and his staff have basically your order ready for you, or they'll grab it right away. You click and collect, and you're in and out. Safe for us, the customer. Safe for you, the bud tender. Right. Yeah, that's right, Dean. And, and with it too, so uh, you can go d- just directly to the Leafly app as well. That's oh, kind of okay. how I've been using it on my phone. And I'll search up uh, uh, like under the you know dispensaries nearby, and I find my Nova. And there's like a pickup button right there. Perfect. Hit that pickup button. It takes me into the menu, and I can place my order. And what happens uh, here at the store level is we'll get a little ding on our computer, and uh, so we'll go and check the order. And and my staff has been. Uh, I'd like to say we've been pretty good at at trying to keep that that time down on when the order is placed to when we've got it ready to go and we'll click uh ready to go and then you'll get a text notification from the store saying hey your order's ready come on down perfect that just made it even easier for me that it takes out one step so thanks so much Mm -hmm. for uh sharing that information and the information of course about purple sun god and indica from pure sun farms at a delta bc you can check them out at puresunfarms.ca the cool thing about this, 11.4% THC and about 2 to 3% CBG, one of the new yeah. uh, cannabinoids that you're going to start hearing a lot more about. Chris, thanks as always. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk next week. Sounds good, Dean. Thanks for having me. This is the Cannabis 101 Podcast. Your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. What a nice strain and a uh, definitely a company to keep your eyes on. Uh, they are uh, have a lot of room to grow and they've got some cool products uh, coming to market. Big sellers. In Ontario, uh, if you have a particular strain you would like to hear us review and you would like to be a part of it, hit me up on uh, the email machine, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Simply tell us what strain you want us to review. And if chosen, you can sit in studio with us while we record. But not only that, I'm going to give you a $100 shopping spree uh, with my buddy Chris uh, giving you a hand and picking out a few cool items. Uh, so if you want to get in on that, email me cannabis101podcast at gmail.com and let me know what's your strain. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another Weed word of the day. Samuel Ojeks, The Hobbit's Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. So with weed word of the day, it's actually weed words of the day because I'm going to give you two options. One's going to be a bit of a slang. The other one is going to be more standard, uh, more formal um, terms uh, that maybe you have never heard of because you're very new to cannabis. And if you are, welcome to the wonderful world of this beautiful plant, Mary Jane, which is, of course, a famous slang word. But the slang I'm going with today is is actually an acronym. It's AVB, um, and it stands for Already Vaped Bud. 
Um, or you can sometimes uh, see ABV already been vaped. Uh, so this is the other type of vaporizing uh, as opposed to the one we were talking uh, to Jerry about, uh, the concentrates, which we're going to get to in a second. This is a flower vaping. The thing that I use in the uh, Supernova Volcano Hybrid that I have, or if you maybe you have a, a Da Vinci or you have the Zeus, uh, I have the Zeus Arc GT, uh, you put flour in there and it doesn't combust it, it doesn't light it, uh, it doesn't burn it, it heats it and to a certain temperature releases the THC and that's how you uh, vape flour, vaporize flour. And they say, there's a lot of people that say that you save your bud, which turns from green to brown. Once it's brown, you know it's done. Um, once it's brown, it's down. Go with that. Don't use it anymore, except unless you're going to don't vape it anymore, because people say that you can add it to some of your edibles and you can still get something out of that. So there is that I have been collecting mine. Uh, I'm going to wait to talk to a few experts uh, before I get rid of it, uh, because there's no harm in keeping it, uh, especially with this uh, volcano that I have. I think I'll be uh, accumulating a lot more. The other term is concentrates, and this is a more standard term as opposed to a slang term. Uh, concentrates are created when you turn marijuana from the plant to a solvent, uh, creating a product with a very, very high level of THC compared to the plant. Uh, you can have oil, uh, you can have like a buttery wax, rosin uh, uh, and, and resin are, are out there. Um, you know, the rosin bros have been on this show where it's just heat and pressure and it uh, turns it into a beautiful tasting buttery wax uh, there's shatter uh there you know resinous parts and 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 those are what go in the vape pen as concentrates and that's what you uh, inhale from that so uh, avb is the flower already vape bud concentrates are what you get in a vape pen um, turning marijuana into a solvent so there's a weed word of the day. Uh, normally you would be watching me doing this on uh, YouTube or the weed tube or streamed on social media. Uh, we're just uh, organizing some stuff with a camera. So hopefully we'll get that back going next week as uh, we return on the cannabis 101 podcast. is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. And that'll just about wrap things up for this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please subscribe and leave us a review. To those of you who have left reviews, thank you so much. We really appreciate uh, the, the positive and the negative feedback. Uh, we can always get better. So uh, always up for some constructive criticism. And if you'd like to be a part of the show, if you think you'd make a good guest, or if you'd like to be an advertiser and get the word about your product uh, or uh, cannabis business or non-cannabis business, hit me up on the email at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. And you can sign up for the Weed Weekly at Cannabis101podcast.ca. www.Cannabis101podcast.ca. You can get past episodes and much more. I'd like to thank Jerry Tisenbaum from Jupiter Research for joining me here on the program. Chris Ionson of Nova Cannabis for What's That Strain. We did Purple Sun God from Pure Sun Farms. 
and Malka LaBelle on the business of cannabis from the Green Generation Co. Uh, she joins us every week. We will have one hitters with Jerry Tizenbaum a little bit later on in the week. That'll wrap things up. I leave you with another one from the artist My Dead Dog. This is marijuana. And remember, it's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy.